thank you for the song. Thank you so much. And what you do at the cross definitely determines what God does to you. Take your Bibles, John chapter 3, please. John in chapter 3. Great to be here this morning. I will take a, a few moments tonight and uh, with all the preliminaries and the thank yous and so forth. And I do want to give the time for the message this morning. John in chapter 3. John in chapter 3 this morning. And uh, I think most people say, if you're able, be so kind. Let's all stand uh, for the reading of the Word of God. John in chapter 3. John in chapter 3. And I'll ask you to hold your Bibles open there, uh, even after we read a verse and uh, pray and be seated. But John in chapter 3. John in chapter 3. First and foremost, thank you for allowing me to be here and as a guest. And I go back a long, long time ago. Um, a few pastors ago being here. I uh, have very fond memories of this place. I know the people. I like the people in the PA booth. They're always nice to you, so uh, don't make me sound like Mickey Mouse this morning. I'll be fine. Thank you very much. You already know the verse, don't you? John chapter 3 and verse 16. I'll read it first. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoso believeth in him should not perish, that ever had to have eternal life. Can you read the verse with me, please? Ready? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Let's do it one more time together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him, shall not perish, but have everlasting Amazing 25 words. This morning, I'm going to talk to two groups of people. Group number one are those that are in this auditorium right now that can hear the sound of this preacher. And group number one are those who know, who know scripturally, that the day that their life ends on this earth, that they will be in heaven with this man, Jesus Christ, the God-man. Group number one, those who know beyond a shadow of a doubt. If I were to check, if I'm going to buy the farm, if I'm going to check off this earth, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, if I were to die today, I would go to heaven. Not because my mom told me, not because my dad told me, not because a preacher told me, but, but I know, I know, I know by the word of God, I did exactly what God said. I know I'm going to heaven. I'm in group number one. Group number two. And they're here this morning. Yep, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm hoping, oh boy, am I hoping, hope God's in a good mood when I get to that judgment seat. That's all I got to say. No, I've been brought up in church all my life. I'm there. I've been a good kid. My dad's a deacon. Don't hold that against him, okay? My, 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 my mother's a preacher, however you get that one out there. But group number two, let me take a little more time about group number two. Group number two is saying, mm, I always thought I knew. But even right now, I got that queasy feeling. I don't like these messages. Yeah, but sometimes the preacher gives an invitation, and I get that feeling all over again. 
How many of you have ever been to the airport and you forgot your driver's license? No idea. You're going, ooh, ooh, ooh. Or you walk up to the place to get in, you forgot your ticket, you're going, oh, oh. And you're thinking, I'm going to stand before God and I do oh, oh, oh. Group number two. Can I help you out? Everyone that's in group number one was in group number two. Group number two. It's okay. That's why you're here. The desire is we'd like to see everyone in group number one. Makes no difference of what church you attend. Makes no difference of your religious belief. Because honestly, God didn't make those. God just made man and got God connected to man. And God desires to connect to you individually this morning. And God's going to ask you that question. Are you in group number two? And you really want to be in group number one. Father in heaven, I pray that you would do what no preacher, no man can do, and that is to speak to hearts. I can't do that. I can speak to an ear. I can pray for the ear to be attentive and alert. But I can't speak to hearts. Only you do that. Consecrate me now for thy service, Lord, by thy grace and power divine. May my soul look up with a steadfast hope. May my will be lost in thine. Make yourself real today. Christ's sake, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. There's no doubt in my mind that you've been there and Sometimes you can say, I, I've been there, I've done that, like the T-shirt says. On TV or at a ball game, and it comes around every once in a while, that name, John. Those three numbers, three, one, six. Those two little dots in the middle, watch this. I even made one for you. I've seen them, car races. I've seen them at football stadiums. I've seen them at um, basketball coliseums. So have you. There you go. In fact, I just made this one this morning. How do you like that? I went to Walmart, bought myself a piece of poster board, and uh, that was yesterday. And then not only do I buy a piece of poster board, but I bought four magic markers because they didn't sell just one of them, okay? And uh, so I bought myself four magic markers. And after the four magic markers, only to get back to the hotel room and realize they're probably about... 25 years old, and not one of them worked. Amen. So, <laughs> so this is a compilation of all four magic markers and a, a lot of work this morning. But it says John 3.16. You've seen them at the Coliseum. They raise them up like this here, sometimes like this, and sometimes like this. And Man, those bold ones, they get way above their head, hoping that the cameraman will take a shot of John 3.16. Has it ever occurred to you that most of the world has no idea what that means? I'll say that again. Has it ever occurred to you that most of the people in those stadiums have no idea what that sign means? Most of the people watching on TV have no idea what that sign really means. So I thought I'd take a moment this morning because we just read 
John 3, 16. First of all, we have a name. The name was of a man, John. John was a follower of Jesus Christ. You've heard maybe the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. There he is right there, John. Then we have that first number, three. That stands for a chapter of the Bible. God made it a little easier to allow man to divide up in chapters and verses. And so now we have John, the Gospel of John, uh, the, his takings on watching the life of Jesus Christ. And chapter 3, chapter 3, and then we have those double dots down there. And then we go to the number 16. Number 16. That's the verse. John, chapter 3, and verse number 16. That's where we read the 25 maybe most popular words of all the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. 25 words. John 3, 16. I love it. I love it. it. Refers to the Bible, the gospel, the disciple. Maybe the greatest verse ever said. Can I take a few moments maybe to explain those 25 words? First word is four. First word is what? First word is what? That means there's a reason for this. There's a solution to this. For, because of, for, same word is God. Same word is what? God. Uh, for God. For God. Now we're talking about the only one. The only one. There is no polytheism. There's no many gods. And I just choose this one. There is one God, just one God, just one God. I don't care what the president says, the ex-president says. I don't care what the theologian says. The Bible says there is one God, just one God, just one God. For God, I love this next verse. It's probably the, ver- the word I like most about, but it's not even God could describe himself. Because I, 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 just, I just can't wait to tell you something. I, I just wait. I can't wait to tell you something. This is so good. How am I going to say it? For, for me, for me, I, 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 I uh, fantastically, I uh, gargantuously, I wholeheartedly, and none of those words really fit. So how do I describe my love for you? And not even God himself can find the word to describe who he was for God is love and how much he cared for us. They, they said these words, for God so, two little letters, but so, for God, so loved, love, agapio, deeply committed, abiding every single day. Let me think about you all the time. I was back in Oahu, uh, young lady, Janice, and uh, I was reading a verse that his thoughts for us are like the grains of sand. I was sitting in a lawn chair, had a little table there, and there was sand all around me, and I took my thumb and I wet my thumb, I stuck it in the sand and brought it back up. I would do it to the glass table, and I sprinkle the little grains of sand off. You can tell how bored I was that day, right? I started separating those grains of sand. About 600 grains of sand stuck to my thumb. I looked at the vast, vast, vast beach all the way down as far as I could see. I thought of literally millions and millions and billions and trillions of grains of sand. And God says, my thoughts of you are greater than the grains of sand. I love this dear lady right down here. I think my wife continually. I think about ways to please her, to love her, to be good to her. I think of her all the time. But I do not think of her every second. God does. Has it ever occurred, just stop, just stop. Has it ever occurred to you how much God loves you? He's telling you. For God 
so loved the world. Not the earth, not the sphere. For God so loved the world. That means you. For God loved you. You think about it, uh, two astronomers, brilliant 50-pound brains, uh, uh, just this last week gave a report, and we found two unknown galaxies, two unknown universes, two never seen. They got this new telescope out there, and they're so far out there. And it said it would take like 600 million light years for that planet, uh, that brightness to come to here. And they said, you know something, we've got to figure something out. Because if the earth is only 60 million years old and that planet is that far away and took like 600 billion light years to come here, then, then either our planet is or that or they said, we need to do a big configuration about how to study this stuff. There's something greater out there than we think. Well, if they just read the Bible, they know what it is. Amen, you know. For God so loved you. You think about those billions and trillions and quadrillions of stars out there, and he knows the very number of hairs, and he numbered them. He, I'm making it very easy on him later in life, okay? And uh, my wife says, your hair messed up. I said, which one, four or number seven? Which one? Okay, good. I'll take care of it. And so God knows the very numbers of hairs, and he has a number. He knows when one falls out. He knows the sparrows. If God does all that, think how much when he says, I so loved you. For God so loved the world, us, that he gave. Last night was just a little tinge opening of who God really is. I love when you're a pastor. I, I've, I've been my fair share of building banquets. You stand at the pulpit, a man brings the number to him, and he's up there looking. And he, gets, he wants to hesitate to look down, but it's like, like, what the number? I hope it's more than $35. That's all I got to say. I saw him read the number, and I just saw this. You tell. People gave. You don't think God has that feeling? Have we so much thought about the great God that we've not let him to be personal to us? For God so loved you and I, the world that he gave, that he gave his only begotten son. That's him. He gave of himself. There are not three parts of God, there's three persons of God. He gave of himself. And here we go, that whosoever. I'm glad that's what's just non-exclusive for whosoever. I'm glad there's a for if Tim Rule shall come, I think there's another Tim Rule, he deserves it more than me. It says, for whosoever, what? Believe in him, nothing hard, nothing hard, believe in him, should not perish. Whether you want to believe it or not, there's a heaven. Whether you want to believe it or not, there's a hell also. Let me make a very, very stern comment. I did not get saved to go to heaven. I did not get saved to have my sins forgiven. I did not get saved because I knew God loved me. I got saved for one reason. I did not want to die and go to a crisis, blackened hell, and burn forever and ever and ever and ever, and ever, and ever, and never get out. Well, that's a horrible reason God saved. Well, don't tell God. It worked for me, that's for sure. <laughs> hey, if you've been trash in your life, you just want to be able to trash more. Don't care how better it gets, as long as it gets a little bit better. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Could you do me a favor? I ask you to hold your Bibles open. This one verse, these 25 words, are actually just a very small portion of a conversation. I'd like to read that conversation for you in just a moment. The Bible says in John chapter 3 and verse number 1, there's a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Wow. So can I help with this for a minute? Before these 25 masterful words came to us in Scripture, there's a, a dialogue that's going on, and it's Nicodemus. Nicodemus himself, a Pharisee. A Pharisee was a religious man of his time. He, he was a good man. He was an outstanding man. He was a man of the community. Uh, he was a, a, a moral man. He was a pure man. Uh, the, Nicodemus was a, a Pharisee, a ruler of the Jews. That means he was in the top 71 of the top Jews of all the land. This man had it together. This man was a religious man. This man went to church. This man did not miss. This man quoted the scriptures. This man was a good husband. This man was a good father. This man was a good, you name it. He, was a, he did not drink. He did not smoke. He did not cuss. He did not violate. He did not uh, lust. He did not uh, look at things he shown. This was a good man. But something pricked his heart. Jesus. I've read a lot of books. I've read the book. I know what it says. I know how to live it. I live it to the very strictest of, of the very sect of the book. But there's something different about you. There's something different about him. I heard him speak, and he spoke with authority that no man ever spake. I, I saw him deal with people like no one else could do. I saw him heal the sick. I, I saw him give sight to the blind. I saw him give hearing to the deaf. I saw him raise the dead. There's something different about this man. For no man can do the things he's done except God. Except God. Look up here, I'll help you. And Nicodemus said this. That man has something I do not have. I got religion. I got church. I got Sundays down. I got my Bible. I got the Star Wars. I'm faithful. I'm good. I'm not on the streets. I don't take advantage of people. I'm a good person. But I'm not who he preaches to me bothered him like it bothers some people here today. I've been brought in church all my life. Not me. Sometimes I've been brought in church all my life. I know this stuff. I got it down. I know how to walk in. I know how to smile. I know how to answer all the questions. I'll be a good person. But that man, that man, he speaks. There's something different. And Nicodemus, a Pharisee, came to Jesus by night because he's embarrassed. The only one of those religious leaders know it. Came to Jesus says, We know that thou art a man of God, for my own man can do the miracles without doers, except God be with him. Listen. Jesus answered. He didn't ask a question. <laughs> he didn't ask a question. And Jesus answered and said, Nicodemus. 
Except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He didn't say the kingdom of heaven. That's the physical realm of heaven. The kingdom of God. The very ways of God. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Can I help you in this one little part here? He was a Pharisee. He went to church every Sunday. He sat down just where you sit. He did the things that you did. He taught the scriptures, read the scriptures, memorized the scriptures. Was a good husband, was a good, all, everything to the T. He was good. I don't know exactly. I heard there were 632, some say 637 mosaic laws, ones you have to obey. Even Paul said, Saul said, of the, of the sect, I am the strict, I'm the zealot, I obey every one of those to the T. So did Nicodemus. Then Jesus says this, you must be born again. Has anybody here just given birth to a baby? Ladies, ladies, please. Has anyone here just given birth? Last one. Who has the youngest child here? Right here. A first name? No, your name. Rachel. Rachel, how long ago was it when you had the baby? Oh, December. We're just on a few months. So you just took the walk in the park just a few months ago, right? Come on. You know, Rachel, I, I don't know, maybe Mr. Rui could say, we've been by, I don't know how many bedsides of new, new baby being born within our congregation. And not all within our congregation, but I, I know the people. So I've been to many, many bedsides, many, many bedsides. I mean, she'll testify to this. I never walk in and talk to the baby first. I never do. I always want to say, hey, how are, how are you doing first? You know why? Because you did. You, you did all the work, right? All right? Now, listen to that. I've never said this. I never said this, Rachel. Way to go, little boy. Way to go, little girl. Way to get yourself out in that world. Way to go. Way to go. Hey, you did a good job. Just came out of this old world. Of, hey, good job, little son. Good job, little daughter. I've never said them like, what? Because he had nothing to do with it. He had zero to do with it. And God was talking to Nicodemus. He said, Nicodemus, I'm going to give you an analogy here. It's like the birth of a baby. That baby had nothing to do with it. Mama had something to do with it. Papa had something to do with it. All the work, all the labor, all the babies and that, and that delivering force had nothing to do with the child. And if you think your mosaic law, and you think keeping all that law is going to get you that, it's not going to work, no, not going to work Nicodemus. It's all by me, Jesus Christ. Not by works for righteousness we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. For by grace are we saved through faith, and that not of ourselves is to give to God. Not of works as any man should boast. He put Nicodemus on the spot right away. He said, no, sir, I know what you believe. I see all your laws. I see the, septa, I see the, uh, the, the uh, uh, utensils clean on the outside. And I see you wash your hands seven times. And you don't walk 600 steps on the Sabbath day. You keep every law there is. But it's not you that's going to get you to heaven. It's all about God Almighty. <laughs> Nicodemus says, what? What? Then he's so stupid. Can I enter a second time to my mother's room? Now that'd be her thing to see right there, amen, right? And Jesus has to say it again. Marvel not that I say unto you. You must be born again. Group number one. I know there's a time in my life I needed God. And there's a time in my life that I did not have it. 
May I say this honestly? Listen. Nicodemus thought he was in group number one, and he was not. Saul of Tarsus thought he was in group number one, and he was not. And he was the man of the hour of the Jewish religion, a zealot of zealots. Here are two good, honestly good, religious, moral, clean, pure men who thought they're in group number one, and they were not. They're in group number two. Group number two. They were religious, but they were lost. I'm going to take a matter of five or six minutes, be a little brief about it. I like saying these words. I'm going to tell you word for word exactly how to go to heaven. I am going to tell you word for word, quote, how to go to heaven. I need to hasten for the time's sake. I'm going to tell you how to go to heaven, but heaven, the place, is not the goal. Uh, tonight, late tonight, I'll drive home. I want to go home. Why? Because this is where my wife is. I get to be with her. So I want to go home. Not to be at home. I want to go home because I like being with my wife. I love her, okay? So I want to be with her. I want to go to heaven, not because there's streets of gold and mansions and all the other stuff. I want to go home to heaven because because he's there. The one I talk to you more than I talk to anybody else on this earth. The one I sing to every day. The one I worship, the one I praise. Can't wait to see him. I want to make sure I'm going there. How do I go to heaven? Just kind of level all the preliminaries. I'm not going to do this, but help me out. I'll give you a little road map. Three little roads. Starts off rough, gets worse, gets a lot worse, and then gets better. Hear me to the end. Number one, road number one, here's what the Bible says. As it is written, there is no one righteous, no, not one. The Bible says, as it is written, recorded, there is no one righteous, perfect, no, not one. I'll be the first one to admit here, I'm not perfect. I know your preacher far too well. He's not perfect either. <laughs> Mrs. Rule, can I ask this in public? Are you perfect? <laughs> She's going to go to the altar today, okay? She's going to go to the altar today. And so you and I, we can say very easily, we know no one. There's no one perfect. No, not one. Road number two gets a little rougher. The reason we're not perfect, Randall, the Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The reason I'm not perfect is because I have sinned. I've done something wrong. I've done something wrong. I'll be the first one to admit here again. Janice, I have sinned. I've done wrong. I've lied. I've stolen. I've cheated. I've hated. I've, I'm not going to tell you all mine. All right? I'm not going to tell you mine. I'm going to ask you, Mrs. Rule, have you ever sinned? Oh, boy, oh, boy. Just about a minute ago, you did it again, didn't you? There you go. Just to show the validity of the Bible, do you know anyone who is perfect? Do you know anyone who's never sinned one time in their life? But listen to the consequence of that second round. Number one, are we perfect? No. Number two, have we sinned? Yes. But listen, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In other words, we're not going to get in. It's not going to happen. Short of the glory of God. If we don't make it to heaven, there's only one place to go to. And if there were not a hell, I would not be preaching this. If there were not a hell, I would not be a pastor. If there were not a hell, I would not read that Bible. But there is a hell, and because there is a hell, someone just needs to wave a flag and say, you know, I don't give us a church member where they are, but a lot of people think they're saved or really hope they're saved or believe they're saved, but they're believing the wrong thing, and they're really not. They're group number two, but we want to see them in group number one. 
Let's say, Brother Brown, that you and I were invited to a very pristine wedding, and uh, I cannot wait to go, so I swing by to pick you up. We're going to drive to Cherokee up in the hills, and there's a high-dollar, first-class wedding, uh, black tie, black, uh, all the other good stuff, you know. And uh, so we go, and the meal is going to be very, very good. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I picked Pastor Brown up, and we're driving up to Cherokee. It's this nice country club, and we cannot wait to get there. Uh, we're going there. It starts to drizzle rain a little bit. It starts to rain harder and harder. It's okay. I know how to drive the rain. I'm driving, driving. But the person in front of me has a hard time, and they start to hide playing this dear lady went over to the side of the road and just in vain had to turn her car over. I'm looking at him, he's looking at me. We got to help. I'm thinking, but the dinner is going to be good, okay? And, but we got, so we stopped and helping. We get down there, and they had to go down the dish, and she's hanging upside down. We get the seatbelt out of there. She hit her nose against the steering wheel. She's got blood on the front of her, and she's all muddy in the rain. So we're all muddy. And the ambulance comes and says, gentlemen, did a good job. Just, just get her out. We'll take it from here. And so they take her, and we, 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 I said, come on, we're going to make the wedding. We get to let it, watch it, one minute. They open the door, and they're going, ooh, I am drenched. He's drenched, mud all over us. I got some blood over my coat over here. They said, gentlemen, we, we, I'm sorry. We invited you, and we wanted you to come, but you can't come in this wedding. God says, I invite you to heaven, and I want you to come, but you can't come in that way. Number one, are we perfect? No. Number two, have we sinned? Yes. And because we sinned, can we go to heaven? We can't. Number three, this is the worst one. There's something about our sin. We have to pay for it. What goes around comes around. Do the crime, you do the time. You reap what you sow. Not even God can break those. I'll give you the Bible verses, and sin when it's finished, bring forth death. The Bible says, for the very wages of our sin is death. If I were to take earth down here and heaven up here, there's only one thing in that way of me getting to heaven, that's my sin. If I get my sin out of the way, I get to go from heaven, to, uh, the earth to heaven. I want to go to heaven, so I, I got to sin. What do I do? What do I do? For the wages of my sin is baptism. It doesn't say that. For the wages of my sin is church membership. It doesn't say that. For the wages of my sin is that of uh, a taking the Lord's Supper. No, the Bible says for the wages, to pay for this sin to get out of the way. For the wages of my sin is death. I got to die. I die for my sins. I die, go to hell, and pay for them. God never remembers me. I don't like that one. I don't like that one. So, chapter 3, verse 16 comes into play. For God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son. That whoso believeth in him should not perish, have to pay for it. Number one, are we perfect? No. Number two, have we sinned? Yes. Number three, according to the word of God, do I have to pay my sin? Yes, I do. What's the payment for sin? Death. So, quick little analogy, Rachel and Stephen, good Stephen. Stephen, just to say if we sin just three times a day, I don't know about you, that's pretty easy for me. I sin three times a day before I get out of bed, okay? So just let you know, three sins, that's pretty easy. Would three sins a day be fair, easy to say I sin three times a day? Yes? That's a thousand a year. How old are you? Ooh. 27,000 sins. That's a three a day. That's being very nice. Can you imagine changing the word sin to crime? 27,000 crimes. And you go to the front of the courthouse, local municipal courthouse, state of California, versus you. 
They bring out your caseload, and it's 27,000 crimes. You do this, you do this, you did all these? If I ask you an honest question, 27,000 crimes, what's a judge going to do to you? Fair. It's fair. Did I teach something about God? God's a fair God. Yeah, but he loves me. And he loves fairness, too. And he loves justice. He loves mercy. He loves all those things. But the wages of our sins, some of us have to pay for those. Number one, are we perfect? Talk to me. Number one, are we perfect? Yes or no? No. Number two, have we sinned? Yes or no? Number three, according to God's word, do we have to pay for that sin? Yes or no? The payment of sin is what? Death. I don't want to. Here's where the whole story changes. For the ways of our sin is death, but. Lifted my favorite word in the Bible. But the gift of God, he's a great giver. The gift of God is eternal life. That's heaven. How? Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Oh, the Jesus man. That's where he comes in this thing. Yep. Last illustration. It's a true one, but here we go. One day you and I are going to stand before God. Every one of us. The Bible says, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess and give an account of the life, whether it be good or evil, before God. So let's just go ahead to that day. Stephen, I'm there, you're there, and Rachel's there, preacher's there, Mrs. Preacher's there. We're all there. They call your name. Maybe you've ever been to court, it's not a pleasant place. Palms get sweaty. Don't nod. This tells you you've been there, okay? Don't tell me all about it. Yeah, I've been there just the other day. Preach out. Yeah, here we go. And that judge, God Almighty, looks at us. He takes out that um, wonderful, wonderful book that has never changed. And he says, um, Can I ask you a question? Have, um, Are you perfect? Ooh. Ooh. It grieves him. Have you sinned? You know, the soul that sins, I should surely die. And sin was finished, bring forth death. The very wages of sin is death. I can't change it. I can't change it. God says you're guilty. Listen to those words, number two. You're guilty, and we know it. I know I'm not perfect. I know I sinned. I know I'm guilty. And the Bible says in the book of Revelation, the angels became like bailiffs, and they take him to the courtroom, and they cast him to the lake of fire. They cast him to the lake of fire. Cast him to the lake of fire. God stands up, walks around the end of the bench, I don't know if he has a gavel or not, lays the gavel down. He says, let me tell you something, young man. According to the word of God, that blessed the book, you're guilty. I can't change that. But as a just judge, you're guilty. But as a heavenly father, I'll make you a deal. I, God, will become a man, incarnate. I'll become a man and call myself Jesus Christ. I'll go down that old sin tattered word down there for 33 and a half years. I'm not going to sin one time, not one time. But I'm going to die. 
on a cross called Calvary. Not for my sins. Pure sin. Oh. <laughs> Say, what a deal. Oh, no. What a God. What a God. What a God. So watch this. Are we perfect? Nope. Have we sinned? Yep. According to the word of God, we have to pay for sin? Yes, we do. What's the payment of sin? Death. Can I pause for a minute? It's not just saying, come into my heart. It's not a prayer. It's not, I'm on death row. I'm on my way to hell. Someone loved me. So loved me. That he gave me an out. He gave me an out. And now i got to make a decision. Here I am. I've got to pay for some I do not want to. Here's Jesus Christ. He paid for somebody he did not want to, did, didn't have to. When I, if I and Jesus got together and said, Jesus, look, I am. I'm wretched. I'm a sinner. I sin every day of my life. I can't get to heaven on my own. I'm a hurting man. Would you please pay for my sins? Have you ever done that? That's the difference between group number two and group number one. He that believeth, I know that, but he that receiveth in that gift. You say, what a deal, no, what a God. Jesus said, if you will ask me, the Savior who has never sinned, ask me to pay for your sins, I will pay for them, and then your, your slate's white clean, I get to take you to heaven. Was there a day that you knew you were lost? Or the day that you knew you had sinned and violated God's law? was the day you realized that I have penalized myself into that and now I need help. And I asked Jesus Christ for his death on the cross to pay for my sins when I go to heaven. Group number two, all I can do is beg you. In just a minute, I will. Can I group you, go to group number one just for a moment? Um, group number one, <laughs> Who are those people? You ever think about that, Brother Franklin? We just see him at the at the at the at the race, right? We see him at the ball ground ball game. Who who are they? How many here have ever been to a major league football game? Major league football game, raise your hand. There is just something when you walk in that stadium. You walk away around, walk away. I don't know about you, the blood nose seats up there, nose bleed seats and all. And only when you walk out, you see the entire stadium going, whoa. It is amazing. 80,000, 105,000 people. It's my day. I get to go. I got a ticket. I cannot wait. I get to go. It's all about me. I'm going to enjoy the ball. It's going to be great. And God says, it's all about you. It's all about you. Is that what it is? So you're going to have your day in front of all the people not saying the word Oh, okay, okay, okay. And they go by and post them there. And they got real magic markers, not the ones I got, okay? So they wrote John 3, 16. Can you imagine? They got all rolled up and they're walking to the gate, you know. What is that in your arm? Jesus. I got Jesus with me. <laughs> Who are you? I, I just, I got to tell the new. I got to go. Just let me go. Not gonna, there's no bomb in here. Look, it's okay. So John 3, 16. Who are those people? Those are people in group number one that got so excited. They want to make sure everyone in group number two knows what's going on. I'll take every advantage I can. I'll go to a ball game. I'll go to a racetrack. I'll go to a basketball, whatever it takes. But I want someone in group number two to know that someone And group number one really cares about them. Have you ever hung a sign 
Have you ever hung a sign? That's good. Oh, we pat ourselves. We pat ourselves on the back. We're doing a good job. We're doing this. We're doing that. And what's this? Uh, a Bible Baptist church, Pleasant Valley Baptist church, and we run the bus and we help people. We go to jails and nursing homes, all the other stuff. I'm just talking about the individual. When's the last time you hung your sign? Because people in group number two are looking. They need to know the right answer. Who's group number two? Group number one. Okay. I'm done. I have two minutes. I know this place well. I knew this place before your pastor did. Before Brother Parker. I preached in that pulpit right there. Like eight people. One girl sat right here and seven sat in the back row. True story. I told him this. I said, I can't do this. I'm preaching here, 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 here. I said, what, did, did you bathe today? Why did you take a bath? What's going on? This church up, what's, but God wants his church here. Because God wants to help people. And God wants to see all the number twos become a group number one. They want everyone in group number one to make a sign and help group number two become group number one. So give me one minute, just one minute. I want to talk to group number two. It bothers you right now because everyone thinks I'm in group number one. Well, they thought Nicodemus was in group number one too. They thought Saul of Tarsus was in group number one too, but he wasn't. I'm not going to let anyone think me out of group number one. I was in my third year of Bible college, and Jack Hiles preached a message. He said, do you know? I'm in Bible college. I'm doing well. The preacher who led me to Christ became a drunk for 25 years. Next preacher left with a woman. Next preacher left the church through the night, never told him one. So I didn't know. And when he preached, do you know? I thought, you know, do you remember what they said? I don't. Do you remember what you said? I don't. So I went to see Jack Hiles. And I said, um, your message bothered me. It's a Tim. I'm so not bothering me. I'll never forget what he said. Listen, Tim, if it's something you so easily do, why not just do it? Go take a walk. Ask Christ and settle it. So I did. I've never doubted my salvation ever since. I truly believe I saved at 15, but I had to know. So I'm going to ask you right now, if you're group number two and you've got that wheezy feeling, you don't like these invitations, I just wish you'd get over with. I'm going to ask for the group number two to group, go to group number one today. I'm going to beg you to ask Christ to be your Savior. I don't mind that. 
I would crawl over broken glass 50 miles to see someone trust Christ as their Savior because that would save you from hell and damnation forever and ever. Yeah. Just pause for a minute. Wouldn't you want to get out of group number two? So easy. Say when a preacher leaves the invitation to go in just a minute, would you just say, I'm tired of fighting, I'm tired of hiding, I'm tired of this, I just, I just got to... I want group number one. I want Christ and his shed blood on Calvary to pay for my sins. I want it just done. I'm going to heaven. There you go. Invitation. Group number two, group number one. When's the last time you made your sign? Well, he's, no, no. She's going to, the bustle, no. I'm not talking about the bustle. There's the ministry I'm talking about individually. For God so loved me. He loved you. That he gave his only begotten son. Every individual to hold your sign now. If you want to help Bible Baptist Church, it's not going to be your monies. It's going to be your life. Your life. Father in heaven, I pray, Lord, this morning that you'd work on hearts. Pray you work on hearts. Not ears. I only preach to ears. You spoke to hearts. So I'm going to ask you to do that right this very second. I'm going to ask every individual, please, if we all stand to our feet, our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. I want you to be very private, very private. All I want you to see is group number one and group number two. And then your own soul, your own mind, your own heart. I want you to take a very honest evaluation. Not what your mom said, not what your vacation Bible school teacher said. Not do you remember, not do you know, but even did you do it right? Nicodemus had to know, come now, let us reason together. Let's just talk this thing through. But let's get out of group number two and be in group number one. Pastor's going to come and lead this invitation, please. The instruments are playing. If you don't know Christ, if you are not sure.